and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Me, Jake. Good job. Wow. Chris. The specialist boy. This is Ames. And this is still Caitlin. Great. We're here today for episode 151. Wow. That's like that... that Bacardi. Rum. Oh yeah, you're right. The super high proof rum that tastes like super fucking rum and alcohol. Rum. Fun, fun fact, weekend. or maybe not. That was like the first thing I ever drank in college. I went to a party at a friend's, and they just fucking handed me one fifty one. I was like, I'm sure this is fine. It was and fine. You died. No, I was actually okay. Yeah. I thought it tasted like shit. It does taste like shit. It's amazing I ever drank again. But anyway, uh, yeah, episode Bacardi one fifty one, sponsored by Bacardi. <laughs> Tastes like shit. There's a little captain in you. No, wait. Yikes. Today we're going <laughs> to... That's, that's just a statement of fact. That's what happened after... Oh, that's where Jake's Kirk action figure went. On my butt in, Into you? He's a pirate? No, no, I've got Scotty in me. Oh, dear. Moving swiftly onward. Today we are here to to speak. I almost said to talk about two no speak. episodes of Deep Space Nine, <laughs> and it's the two episodes are the Nagus, Nagus and Vortex. In the Nagus, Quark has a surprise visitor, Grand Nagus of the Ferengi Alliance, Zek, and his little bitch son Cracks. <laughs> And uh, he's there for a little <coughs> conference, a meeting of the minds. First, he eats all of Quark's samples and masturbates furiously for hours in his holodeck. And then he has a conference of all the other big-time Ferengis. And he's there to announce that Quark will be his successor, you know, immediately. Obviously, all the other Ferengis are really not into it. They're like, that fucking guy? What the fuck? And like some of them are like, well, I'm going to kill him. And some of them are like, hey, if you pay me, I'll be your bodyguard. And some of them are both. <laughs> Quark's like, thinks he's a big swinging dick, Grand Nagus, which he is. But it's getting a little difficult for him. So he's like, hey, Nagus, how about some advice? And he's like, me give you advice? Inconceivable! And dies. <laughs> uh, which was That's also inconceivable. Perfect. Thank you. I tried. Chris reminded me. And so... Oh, Wallace Shawn. I have Wallace Shawn stories for later. Oh, I can't wait. And his little laugh. Get <laughs> fucking prepared. It was, dude, I am. I'm ready to get wrecked by your stories. It was, but he was fantastic. Suffice it to say that uh, Quark lets it go to his head a little bit and treats Rom even more like dog shit than usual. So Which Rom, is, ooh, that was possible. Yeah, really. So Rom and Cracks are like, let's just kill him. They try to do that. They're going to push him out an airlock. But then Zek shows up and is like, Wait, you little bitch! And <gasps> stops Grand them. Nagus. You're still alive? What the fuck? And he was like, yeah, I, I was meditating or something. I don't know. He had an explanation. Of it was, was a test for crap. Well, no, I know that. But I mean, the how did he fake his oh. death part. Oh, his, his, uh, his Mr. Home. Mayher do. Yeah. Gave him a little Vulcan neck pinch. No, taught him about a special meditation method that made him appear dead. Sure he did. All right, cool. So he's like, Cracks, I was testing you to see if you could be Negus, and you failed! And Cracks is like, whoops. So they leave, and Zek is still Negus, and he doesn't get to retire. And 
Cork, instead of being angry at Rom, remarks on him not realizing he had the lobes to pull off such a maneuver and buys him a drink. Uh, and in the B plot, Jake Sisko and Nog. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, I forgot about this B plot. They uh, teach uh, Captain Sisko a little something about friendship. Yep. It's very sweet. There you go. That's it. It's probably the best I've ever done with a fucking. You also do a great Zach. That's a good Zach voice. Thanks. I've never done it before. It was my first shot, so I'm glad it worked. I want. I want to start with something. Yes, um, give it to us, Ames. That I is a couple episodes behind in my research because I've been behind lately. But uh, I was reading up on on Quark and and uh, Rom and you know basically how Armin Shimmerman and uh, Max Rodenchik got their roles. It was that they were both auditioning for Quark. Mm. And they go meet in the lobby area or wherever it is. And they're like, oh, we're both auditioning for Quark, aren't we? And they're like, oh, yeah, how can you tell? Because we're both under five feet tall. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're both Jewish. Oof. I don't know about that. But, you know, they were both, like, they realized, oh, yeah. And they kind of hit it off and they were buddies and all this stuff. And when Armin Shimmerman got the role of Quark, he ended up suggesting that Max Godin should get another part. And he recommended him for Rom. Nice. And it's very, very sweet. That is sweet. And they're buddies, and I love it. I'm kind of glad, though, because I feel like, I mean, obviously, like, the guy, what's his name? Rex Grodenchik. Obviously, he's playing a character, but it's hard to imagine with him playing that character what he would have been like as Quark. Again, I know he's an act. He's an yeah, actor. I don't think he would have been a good Quark. Because like, yeah. you know, It just happened that he was under in... five feet tall, so they were like, well... Yeah. Well, we saw him in... Uh... Rocketeer, right? And he was played a kind of a similar. Who was he in the Rocketeer? I don't remember this. He was the mobster guy. He was the one that got bent in half yeah. by Mister Mahabadu. Yeah, that's right. Mahardu. Mahardu. What? The, the actually? Yeah, the, the Zex Zex gigantic silent bodyguard. Oh, Tiny that's Ron. the big-handed fucking yeah, weird yeah. face. His, Tiny Ron. His name is oh, Tiny shit. Ron. Tiny Ron. Stop. His real name is Tiny Ron. No, no, it's a it's stage name. Well, I'm I sure. mean, what I mean is. His, his actual credit. His credit is Tiny Ron. That's fucking amazing. Mm. Yes, it's a little mini Rocketeer reunion in this episode. Oh, that's so nice. So. And we've seen Ron before in, in this show as well. Yes, yeah, he was, he in, was um, different. Yeah, when, when Keiko was starting up her classroom bullshit. And he... Yeah, he was... More yeah, he was just a typical Ferengi without like the terrible, terrible voice acting. Right. That he I took like on. Oh, I hate I it. Like it. I no, it, you know what it feels like to me is like a really <laughs> bad. No, it feels to me like he's doing a really bad, like stereotypical Asian voice. Yeah. That's all I can I read yeah, into I it, and I hate that. it. I don't get that at all. Oh, well, I'm probably wrong, but that's kind of how I feel about. I it. thought you were gonna say well, we also saw him previously in. Um... Can't remember the title. Captain's but... Holiday. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah with Bash. Oh, I was thinking also of the one, the one with, with Kamala. Kamala. Yeah, I forgot he was in both of those. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's always around when when Picard gets his rocks off. That's true. That's weird. Gross. Um, yeah, no, this episode was great. Was I can, it? I, I I am delighted by Ferengi ness. I also think that Quark would be a good Grand Nagus because once he realizes to get his brutal on, he's pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, but he's definitely like that's that's the thing. I, I find this episode delightful, and and I find most of the Ferengi episodes of this show delightful. Which is a big change from like the TNG know, episodes, they really, they which were really mostly fucking fixed, stupid. They so really nice. fix the whole Ferengi thing in this, but like it's one of those interesting things about Quark, and that like, and we'll find we'll talk about this later, is that he's like. Does some really fucked up evil shit. Like, he's not a good guy. Nope. But, like, he... Somewhere in him is, like, this morality that he draws upon from time to time. Mm. Wait, Quark's really bad? 
He's just naughty. He's a naughty boy. Well, I mean, we're going to be talking later today about Vortex, right? And he does some pretty nefarious shit in that. Yeah. Which one? one? Vortex was the one we're talking about after. Oh, yeah, but that's like... He's just, he's a criminal. Yes, he is Okay, I just mean... He takes advantage of a lot of the the opportunities that he has. And he he writes in... uh, I can sexually assault my Dabo girls into his yeah, fucking contract. Yeah, that I don't. That's the one thing. Cool. That, that's the one thing that isn't like quite right about the character. Like the character can be conniving and scheming and and get a, get away with murder sometimes, but preferably Literally. not a rapist. Yeah, that's it's, it. Just seems so outside his character yeah. because there's no profit in it. Well, well what, if they never mention it again, I'm going to assume it's not yeah. real. The thing is, like, yeah, some of the stuff that they like, I notice even. You know, they, he wasn't in this episode much, if at all, I don't remember, but, like, Julian's character is even improving mm. week over week. So well, I think it would have been fucking hard to get worse. Yeah, Jesus. so I think I think the, the writers are starting to find a groove ah. with a lot of the characters that they yeah. haven't quite figured out People yet. People in the early 90s don't think rapists are cool. Yeah. I, I love, though, how Quark goes full godfather at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's got, like, he suddenly has blinds in his... <laughs> yeah. And a gilvo. Yeah. It was the same gilvo from a new ground. What is very cute. What is a gilvo? Remember those those creatures that Alexander wanted to save when they were on oh, fire? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was those things. AKA, and so cute. AKA the only good thing Alexander ever fucking did in that show. But yeah, he's in, like, in the entire show. He's yeah. like, he's got yeah. a pet. He's got the blinds where it's like, you're in space. You don't need blinds. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, but he saw it in a movie, so yeah. he's going to do it. Listen, he knows what he has to do he when knows he's how to be a mob can't boss. refuse. So, uh, yeah, one thing that wasn't clear to me is that, like, you know, the Grand Nagus. Mm-hmm. Zek. What is that position? Like, what what is the political... Is it a political position? Is it a business title? Yeah, I don't know. Like, is he, like, the... Both. I think the two would yeah, go hand in hand. Sure, is he, yes. like, the president of the Chamber of Commerce? Like, like what... I feel like the president of the Chamber of Commerce would also be the chief executive on Ferenginar. Yeah. yeah. But is that what the Grand Nagus is? And... Is that actually stated in the show, what the Grand Vegas is? Not in this episode, anyway. Yeah. I, I don't remember if they ever get into I mean, I think detail. in the future it is more yeah. clearly established that the Grand Vegas is the... Leader the of leader, the Ferengi the, or... the leader of the Ferengi Alliance. Oh, wow. But That's in, interesting. Right, but in this show it's just more kind of like, oh, no, he's just some big important businessman. That's kind of what Or like, a, or like I, a mob boss. It co- That's, yeah, it seems to me almost like... I mean, this thing, though, I feel like, you know, the head of, of the Ferengi would... Be a mob boss. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the great thing too is that you know Wallace Shawn is is very good in this role. Oh and, my god, he's wonderful. And he comes and what like we get we get a lot more Nagus stuff in the future, and it just it just gets with good. Wallace Shawn. Or oh yeah, yeah. He comes Yay, back. Yay, that's wonderful. Yeah, he does a great job, and uh, I really enjoyed him. Yeah, I um, do. Now, now, did they? Because I I said it sort of as a joke because I didn't think of it at the time. But like, do you know, Ames? Like, were they ever considering having his little servant guy just be another member of uh, Mr. Holmes' species at any point. Oh, I didn't, I didn't ever see Because they're very similar. It's like yeah. a huge guy that Doesn't does talk. not speak. And serves. And is a servant. Like, I kind of wonder if there's... I, I like to imagine that somewhere in the Star Trek universe, there's there's an annual, like, giant silent manservants conference. Mm. Where they just put pound away all the liquor. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, but they don't talk, right? Well, they, yeah, they, yeah they, like, you know, they have big, you know... Someone sneaks in and it's like, so what happens during the, the conference things? The guy just stands up there and doesn't say a fucking word mm. for 45 minutes and then they clap. Maybe they do a lot of limboing, uh, though. Mm. They, maybe, they're, <laughs> maybe they're all psychic. Yeah. Maybe they mm. talk Maybe they talk lots and we just can't hear it. Maybe. Like, like, 
it's just uh, the, the scene where Quark is having uh, setting up for the big mm. the big meeting and you know he's got the bar all closed down and, and, and poor Morn oh, yeah. Morn shows up he's like get the fuck out he shuts the door his face it, was like, go, a, go. it was like a Harry and the Hendersons moment it kind made me of, very yeah. sad do you know what it made me think of actually what's that there's like an episode of Bob's Burgers where they like close for lunch and Teddy's like where am I supposed to go Bobby yeah, yeah, that's what it made they me had think like of. a private event. Yeah, yeah, it made me think of that. Oh my in god, in a big Teddy way, is kind of more. He is. He's, he's, he's always there, nowhere else to go. Except I Teddy guess. doesn't shut up. That's true. But yeah, I felt really sad for Morn. I was like, <laughs> "Where is he supposed Morn, to go? Morn, you prick!" Morn gets his. Oh dear. Because in the next episode, like he apparently spilled some beans to Odo. Remember? Well, so I have we'll a note. Get to that in the next no, episode. I know, but I just like I have a note in there. It's like, yeah, should have been nice. Should have mourned that episode. In mm. Odo. Every episode, probably. Wow. Well, I, that's just me. I like Odo a lot. Yeah, Odo. He grew on me, considering what a fucking weird fucker he is Who, like, to look at. Yeah. Oh. I also think they've improved him yeah, somehow. Yeah, they fixed the makeup a they, little yeah, bit. They, they, they fixed smoothed But it, was, but it feels like it was subtle that, that when it happened. Because it's like, I can't tell you at what point I no longer was like, ugh. His sm- when he smiles, is still very bizarre. He rarely smiles. I was going to say, that's what he does I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like... Um, Kind of supposed to be almost. Yeah, it's like when uh, when Flock smiles, you know. <laughs> Which is I, weird. I'm not ready for that. Well, no, he's normal. He rarely he, left, but he actually smiles a lot. It's just when he has the big smile. Yeah, I'm not. Re- I'm really not looking forward to that. <laughs> Lots of smiles, huh? Um, Speaking of, like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around this episode because it's so fucking silly, and the Ferengi are also cartoonish. Oh, it's mm. super. It's not silly. really for me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't really a. I mean, I love every, like, literally every single thing that Quark does, <laughs> minus the sexual assault. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that was like one, one time. We don't know if it really happened. Yeah, I do. Yikes. I, I, I do love that. Um, you know, when the Nagus announces that Quark, saying, all the other Ferengi. Pissed off and storm out of the room. And Quark just looks like he jizzed in his pants. Because he's, mm-hmm. you know. Just jizzed in his pants. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. I have to say, he's like one of the best dressed characters on this show. Quark? Quark has amazing outfits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he he's... looks fucking great. I mean, the Frankie in general seemed to, to yeah, dress well. There were, there were well. a couple at that table that for like I kept mistaking for Quark. I was like, no, no, no. He's off on the other, other side of the room. Yeah. Not at the table. You know what it is with them? To quote Liar Liar, whatever takes the focus off your head. (laughs) (laughs) Like my new dress? Well, it's funny too because I feel like he probably has more, he probably has more costumes than anyone on the show. Because I think even Rom, I feel like we mostly just see in that gray and green get up. Yeah, I feel like the costume designers on on this show had a real fun time. Like just pro- hmm. probably like going to buy really gaudy they blinds. Just, they just went to Garrick's. Yeah. Yeah, like Garrick probably has the second most. And even he, I think, eventually settles well, we into we a pattern. Yeah, but we also don't see a ton of Garrick's. Yeah, no, we obviously see far more of Quark. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, there was a B plot. Yeah, I'm not done talking about the Ferengi, but okay. Go ahead, talk some more about the Ferengi. Okay, here's my question before we get to the B plot. Yes, sure. So the naked. This is all a test to text Grax mm-hmm. whether he's ready for whether he's Nagus material yet, or whether the Nag whether you know Wallace Shawn's character should keep being the Nagus. Mm-hmm. And they say he failed the test. Yeah. Why? Because all that seemed like Nagus behavior. Well, no, he said it. He said it right out because he drew too much attention. He didn't just, like, he didn't scheme properly. He, oh. was, he was going with two, like, broad, clumsy strokes. So it was good that there was scheming, but it was the wrong kind of scheme. Yeah, he drew too much really attention. Said he, he got knew. Rom involved, and Rom's an idiot. Yes. Like, yeah, I know shit. Rom should be the 
the like auto fail. <laughs> like, mean, oh, you were working with that fucking idiot? Jesus Christ. Yeah, the, the way he put it was, you know, you should have just kind of sat at the bar, gathered information, let Quark lay the groundwork. Because, you know, basically information is power. You should have been gathering information. And then you could have just kind of crept in and be like, hey, guess who's actually been quietly accruing power for all this time? Yeah, mm. he should have been, like, royal viziering that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I do like, though, how Quark is saved from getting his head blown off by, because he spots He's a, a quarter on the floor and he's like, ooh, <laughs> I'll just put cover that up. That was great because it falls, it rolls, and he doesn't even does this look around like, Anyone else hear it? And it's that thing, it's like to uh, steal, or paraphrase Eddie Izzard, it's like when the new line opens at a supermarket, and you're like, all right, start moving, but not so obviously that everyone else notices. (laughs) What did you, you just sent me something the other day that was like that, didn't you? I don't remember, to be honest. So the the quark picking up the coin is almost yeah. is almost hit for hit a thing that actually happened to my dad. We Your were, dad almost got well, except for, for except for the Vegas? except for the bombing of his head. Are no. you gonna do your dad's uh, an impression of your dad's? Yeah, I don't even think, I don't even know if there was voicing. No, so, you need to something. make something. something. So okay, fine. So we're okay. we I was pretty young and we're in the mall mm-hmm. and you know my dad's standing around and he looks down and he sees and he didn't actually say this out loud but for your benefit I'll do the voice of what he thought he goes is that a hundred dollar bill. Left a hundred dollar bill on the ground, so he does the thing. He does the thing that Quark does, and he kind of inches over to it and foot down over the hundred dollar bill. Looks around, makes sure no one's noticing. All right, just gonna drink. I'm gonna pick up this hundred dollar bill. He leans down and pretends to tie his shoe or whatever, and picks up the hundred dollar bill. And, and then Rom tries to kill and him. And then it's and he picks it up and he's like, "All right," and he unfolds it. And it's one of those fake it's one goddamn things. No, it was, it was, was it, it about was, Jesus? I think it might have been. Oh! About Jesus. Oh, you know what ones. doesn't convert people to fucking Jesus? Making them think that you left them money, or they found something that was money, and then having it not be money. Yeah, you're like, if Jesus was real, this would be a real hundred dollar bill. Well, you got to figure it's even worse too, because I mean, you know, we're talking. You were a kid. That was a hundred bucks in '90s money. Mm. Yeah, this is good money. It's not nothing to sneeze at today, but it was yeah, even more. Yeah, if they were to be more more believable, it would be like a one dollar bill, <laughs> maybe a twenty. Yeah, I found a twenty on the ground before. A real nice. one. Nice, that's nice. That's not. Really I found it like... wasn't like a chick track or anything. No, no chick track. God, chick tracks. God, they're awful. They are. I don't want to be Silver Moon anymore. I want to be Donna or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's so stupid. It is. There was a moment when they're trying to figure out who who did the murdering or who mm. did the attempted murdering, and like, oh man. This is how the the stories will dovetail. Because it's been Jake and Nog all along. (laughs) This is where Jake's been hanging out. God damn it, Jake. There's your segue, Jake. All right. Jake us away. What do we think? I don't have have much to say. You're the one that wanted to bring up the the meeting. No, I was just trying to keep the conversation moving. Yeah, Jake, what's wrong with you? Once we moved on to the costumes, I'm like, okay, this this one's running out of steam. The the way I put it, (laughs) uh, I was like, oh, wow. Jake is better at being Starfleet than anyone in Starfleet. Why is that? Because he's like, not a racist. Yeah, it's like let's just look past our prejudices. Let's just like build bridges. Let's teach these idiots how to read. That's that's what's interesting about Jake, or really about Starfleet in general, is is that like everyone in Starfleet's like we are we have high moral character and yada yada yada. Except those fucking filthy Ferengi. It's like I mean, 
It's probably not intentional, but it is a fascinating commentary. They're all very every and like this goes back to fucking TNG. They were yeah. they were they were very uh, look downing upon Ferengi. Look downing upon. I like yeah. that. It's yeah. a nice turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's Came like it. it was good. They, you know, and that's that's just that's throughout history. You look at people. It's like we've finally gotten over this old prejudice because together we've found a new prejudice. Mm. That sounds about right. Um, and again, I don't think it's what they meant to do, but well, yeah, that's it's, what they landed it's, on. It's like it's it's the it's the uh, the the, the fist clasping, yeah, predi- yeah the predator meme, yeah. But it's like you know, it's like humans Klingons and they're, they're clasping over hating hate, the Ferengi. hating the Ferengi. You know? <laughs> oh God, poor O'Brien and the B plot. Yeah, it's well, like, hey, hey, why? Why is this Miles' job? Presumably. He's the engineer of this whole fucking station and, and the only one. Yeah, and it's like. And right, also the fucking station Keiko. is always falling apart. I mean, we've heard that. Yeah, it's like, constantly. all right, the whole place is falling apart, but the school marm isn't here. Hey, you live with her. Surely you know how to teach. And he's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the worst substitute teacher. Well, you know what it was? They were probably like, oh, well, uh. We'll give you thirty space bucks if you do it. See, I would have. He much... was like, "Oh boy!" And then they were like, "We actually had seventy-five. The fucking idiot took it." I would have much rather, though, have seen like the abuse that the students were were putting on him. Oh, like, 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 I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I know when how I was much in school, we love watching Miles get tortured. Oh, yeah. But when I was but in school, the substitute teachers took a took a beating. I don't know, dude. The subs were always great because they didn't give a shit if you did the work. Oh man, but oh, yeah, but no. there was, but it was, there was always a prank. In my no, school, we one didn't got do any pranks. In guys. my in my school, one got hogtied. What? It was a bad. It was a bad time. Actually. That's what uh, I wasn't. I wasn't in the class, but I heard all the rumors afterwards that wow. I forget which teacher it was. Cause it was one of the ones that I thought was nice. He's like, yeah, they they like tied him up and like just allowed chaos to rule. How would I? I can't even conceive of thinking it would be acceptable if I were to tie up this adult. I, I think... and I also can't imagine how the fuck they managed it. I mean, I guess you just have to just Maybe. just gang up on them, I guess. Well, the adult was fuck. probably like, I can't legally hit these little fuckers. I just have to take it. The substitutes, that nothing like that bad ever happened. Yeah, no, that's It was wow. definitely like, the, the standard thing was like, tell the substitute that, you know, the teacher... Doesn't give homework. Doesn't or, give homework, yeah, shit yeah. like that. But there, like, there's also like times there were substitutes that we had that like just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And um, I like what I can remember was a sub exactly one time because he came in and he dragged in the TV and said, um, "We're watching porn." And we all were like, "Ooh, we're gonna there's gonna they're oh because you know sometimes substitute teacher the teacher just leaves a movie or something yeah, you know yeah. to, to like just you know can't get much classwork done." Yeah, so I, I didn't get the syllabus for the, the day. We were just going to do something to kill turns time. Turns on NCAA just because it was March Madness. And he just, <laughs> oh, and he no. just wanted to watch basketball. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so needless to say, the, the teacher got back and was none too pleased, and, and we never saw that sub again. I remember once something went, wires got crossed at my old school, and there was supposed to be a sub that just didn't materialize. Oh, my God. So this class, like this, just this this Latin teacher who everyone hated, was nowhere to be seen, and a sub never showed up. So they made a pyramid out of the desks. <laughs> nice. 
Oh no, was there a class after that class? They I were, mean, the, they were very confused. The, the way the way it worked at my school was that the kids moved the class, the teachers didn't. Yeah, like it was just his classroom. Of course, in, in re- at the time we were like, that's great. In retrospect, it's like, oh fuck, some janitor had to fix that, not the teacher yeah. that everyone hated. But that's not what you think when you're 14, you know? No, you, you think sure Mr. Dipshit's gonna have to deal with this. Fuck good old Mr. Dipshit. <laughs> he sure showed Mr. Dipshit. Well, you, Dipshit. You know what though, actually? The fucking, the janitor was probably like, yeah, I fucking hate that guy. And just <laughs> left him that way. He can oh. fucking deal with this tomorrow. So we're starting to run out of time this episode. Ames, you said there were stories. Oh my goodness. So here's the thing. I, I don't know if I can look at Wallace Shawn the same way you people can look at Wallace Shawn. Oh no. Are you about to ruin Wallace, Wallace Shawn? I mean. Inconceivable. No, it's incredibly conceivable. Because oh. I've read one of his plays. Oh uh, no. Oh, I forgot he's a playwright. Yeah, he's written a bunch of plays. <laughs> Uh, I've read and one, and let's be real, you've read some doozies. Oh yeah, this one, and this one, like, and I only try, I try to only read plays that I think are going to be any good for you, like by reading the synopsis. And this one, the synopsis was like, you know, it's a futuristic world where the main character Ben is a scientist who is dis- a rat who discovers a a way to find a new a new food source for the people because the food is dwindling down and the population keeps going up. So. It's- no, Ew. it's a, it's it, it was by the animals would eat each other so that there'd be more animals or some it was really weird and, and unusual but that's not even the point of the whole play. It does sound up your alley though by your description yeah. so far. Yeah. So yeah, all of that's like, oh man, yeah, this sounds interesting. I should read this. And I got I found it in the library. The play is called Grasses of a Thousand Colors. And if you're into the weirdest kink in the world, read this script. What which would that be? All of them. <laughs> Just like, like. Now, let, 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 let me let me explain this play. So it starts off, and you know, it's just a it's a monologue with well, the characters barely interact. It's mostly told, told in monologues with mm. Wallace Shawn's character, which he wrote for himself and acted as himself. Great, uh, you know, and he was already like seventy years old when this went on. Oh, so this was recent. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. He's only what seventy four now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was 75? recent. I don't know how recent. It was in the last ten years at the very least. Okay, I, I I was looking him up the other day. Yeah, and the it, the other three characters in the show are his various wives and mistresses. Of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, there is a whole scene dedicated to his best friend, his penis. <laughs> There's just a very very long scene in which he just talks about how his best friend is his penis. It's uh, a long he, scene, huh? He he likes to take it on a vacation, just the two of them, so that they ha- they can hang out together uh, and not worry about any other people. Yeah, this is really uncomfortable. His first mistress and he, uh, they go into a lot of. He goes into a lot. You, it, it's not a, it's not a show that has any stage directions. It's just talking mm. and talking and talking and talking. And so it's just him talking about a lot of sexual deeds mm. uh, with the with the various wives and mistresses, and also a. An anecdote where in the middle of the night, he wakes up. I'm boring Jake to tears. I'm sorry, Jake. No, I think he's probably just trying to defend he, himself you know, from the mental is, images. I was going to say, this is this is classic body language where he's just trying to block the bad thing. Well, I think I've told Jake some of Yeah, I've heard a lot about this play already. Yeah, so in the middle of the night, he wakes up and he can't sleep. 
uh, and his you know his mistress uh, is sleeping next to him. And he decides I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. And he feels compelled to go out into this park, and he finds a horse. So he hops on the horse and starts riding, riding, riding. He gets to a castle. He goes in the castle, and the castle's full of cats. <laughs> and he sits down at the table, and the cats are serving platters of mice, and they're eating all the mice. And he's like, oh man, I guess I'll I guess I'll have some mice with these cats because it seems the normal thing to do, and they're all kind of pressuring me to eat mice. So he eats some mice, and there's a beautiful white cat with a stripy face sitting next to him. <gasps> no. And the beautiful white cat with the stripy face next to him starts giving him a hand job. No! And then they go back to their room I knew together. this was coming! No! Absolutely no, no, he's fucking coming. not! No! Yeah, so he goes back to their room together and they no. have weird, weird cat sex. No! Which is very upsetting and I don't... Here's the thing. All this tells me is that... Oh, there's more. Wait for it. <laughs> that, well, based on so far, Wallace Shawn just is... Grand Nagus Zek. I, I wrote that there is oh, a, literally That's what that the holodeck note. program There was. is a non-zero chance he has fucked a Cation in his lifetime. Oh. So, so now it's not You're a cat. You're saying they exist. Huh? You're well, saying Cations exist. Well, well in, in, in Zek has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zek has. Zek has fucked a Cation. <laughs> this is, no, this is just, a, this is right. just a play about Grand Nagus Zek. And I kind of is. And I would never let Wallace Shawn watch my cats. <laughs> So the, mo- the, mo- the monologue ends that, you know, he keeps doing this every so often for years. And having sex with having, white go- cat? Going out and having sex with that white cat. What the fuck? Stop. Until Stop fucking the cat. And, and, he, uh, and he thinks, man, my, my mistress, I forget the mistress's name. I want to say Corrine, but it's something like that. Man, she has no idea any of this is happening. And then we switch over to, to her point of view and she's like, yeah, I totally knew what was happening. <laughs> so one night I followed him and I dressed as a man and I rode a horse and followed him the whole way there. I and re- I played poker with some dogs and it got weird because they kept... Oh. Pissing oh, no. on the floor. And then I had sex with one of the dogs. No, but then she, went, she goes up and she finds the white cat. And she just knows by instinct this fucking homewrecker cat. What? And she slices the cat's head off. What the fuck? Takes the body in a bag and brings it home with her. Hasn't this cat been through enough? No, because the head grows back. No! But the cat is now no longer the sexy, beautiful cat that she that they that Wallace Shawn's character loved. It's now a homely, upsetting cat that he doesn't like anymore. Her name is Blanche. <laughs> and it, and the cat just watches him masturbate at home. And it the play goes on and on like this, and it starts it starts to spiral into like the weirdness of the world because people are dying because of this food thing. Mm. And a lot of this oh, seems to be like yes, I forgot about that completely. Yes, the food thing seems to be the root of all of this problem. We probably should not have done any of this. And I think his character dies in the show. Good. But he's still like there telling the story, which is very unusual, which I don't understand. But yeah, that's I what the fuck? Wallace fucking Sean. Yeah, Wallace, I remember how I asked you to watch the cats. I'm gonna have to you know what, I'm gonna stay home. So you just stay away from my cats. Uh-huh. You fucking weirdo. That's fucking bizarre. Yep. Yep. What cool. the fuck? That, Why did that happen? That is amazing. I am genuinely like Aroused? No, amazed. <laughs> like because you think it's Wallace Sean. You know, like, you think of him as, you know, the funny little guy from The Princess Bride and the funny little guy from this. The, he's Rex the, f- the dinosaur. Yeah, he's the funny little guy. What's Rex the dinosaur? In Toy Story. Story. Oh, holy shit, of course that's him, yeah. And, like, Durr. to know that he's got this bizarre side just endears him to me. Yeah. Still uh, wouldn't live near my fucking cats, but. I just. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to make of it. And I, I even read some reviews and a lot of the re- reviews are like, 
It's really, really weird. But we like Wallace Shawn, so we're gonna say good things about it. But it's really, really weird. I mean, is it just meant to be some kind of weird commentary on, like, the weird shit we do for pussy? Like, was he just being, like, Ugh. really not clever? I I have no idea. Sorry, I know that's not your favorite word, Ames. I apologize. Clever? Um, no. <laughs> the other one. I thought you didn't like the word. Oh, I don't, I don't word. like the word. Oh, I thought you didn't like it. I just it. don't use it much. Oh, is it the T one you don't like? T one? Twat? I love twat. Oh, well, I'm clearly, saying, yeah, she did not. She did not just say twat like somebody that doesn't like that word. No, I love cunt. No, cunt clearly. is the best word. Oh yeah, cunt is the best word. Um, okay, well, uh, well, with that story out of the way, no, yeah. my final, my final, final note. I love that Dax is a bad parent. <laughs> Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. She says, "Man, I've I've been a mother and a father. You know, I've parented a whole bunch of kids, and I'm I suck. But if you want my advice, I'll give you advice." <laughs> and then she Beat just and then she just stays in his apartment and eats, eats. his stew. And it was it like, like aubergine, stew. aubergine stew. Yeah, which is weird. Why is that weird? I don't know. It looked like meatier than I expected, considering it was supposed to be eggplant. I assume mm. that's what aubergine is, isn't it? Yep. Interesting. Speaking of interesting. I guess. <laughs> the next episode that we watched was Vortex. Vortex. Um, this one I might... I'm def- First of all, I'm definitely not going to do it as succinctly as the first one. And mm. second of all, may need some help. It's a little convoluted. It is a little bit. All right, wait, who's who's who? This Croden is-, is the main guy. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. All right, so this dude, Croden, uh, is on... There's a bunch of people on DS9 that they're not usually there. This dude, Croden, who's some kind of alien thing from the Gamma Quadrant. And there's also some two, two dudes, Achel and Rachel, who are twins from Miradorn. Yeah? Yeah, Is that what that right. says? Yes. Okay. Oh, and they're played by one actor. Yeah, That's nice. Cool. Were. Thank you, Ames, for that helpful hit thing there. But um, they're, like, doing a deal with Quark. And the idea, I guess, is that they stole this shit and they want to sell it to Quark... Well, Quark has a buyer, so Quark's right, like but, a middleman. But doesn't he also then not have a buyer? Because he's like, the oh, buyer, well, the buyer, I heard you stole it, so they backed yeah, out, the right? The buyer isn't interested in, like, marked goods. I think he was just trying goods. to, trying to, trying right, to he's get, lying, get, of course, a, get but a that's discount the, anyway. Right, but this is the story, right? The story is, my buyer backed out, and they were like, you didn't say anything about needing a bill of sale, bitch. And then this dude, Croton, is like, give me that Fabergé egg, fuckers! <laughs> And uh, turns out... I have out, a gun that I might use. I have this gun thing. And ultimately, he winds up killing one of the twins. I don't know which one. Raquel? I forget which one. Yeah, whatever. One of them dies. Same guy. <laughs> the other one is left to be really upset and mournful of his twin. He can't... That you don't understand. We're like two halves of the same being. And Cisco's like, yeah, I know. Every twin I've ever talked to has been like, oh, you don't understand how it is with twins. And this guy's like, no, like... Really, though, physiologically, and uh, he had the asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, this is a teleporter in his stomach. Inhuman centipede. All right, they put Croden in jail because he'd done a murder while trying to do a thief, which I think makes it that's an aggravator. So, yeah, uh, that's capital murder. Capital murder. murder. So, yay, and uh, but he has a special key. Yeah, so he's got a thingamajig. To Odo's and he's heart. like, oh, Odo, you're a changeling, eh? You know, I've known some changelings. I know where they live, eh? And Odo's like, fuck, you don't know anything about changelings. <laughs> Whatever. Odo voice. Not as good as my Nagus voice. But I tried. And Croton's like, no, let me show you. And he whips out this, like, cheap fucking gumball machine dispenser. <laughs> knickknack locket thing and when he opens it the stuff inside of it goes all Odo-like and makes a shape 
And he's like, see, I got this from them. I'll show you where they are. And Odo's like, nah, I don't know about that. But then, so they reach out to Croden's homeworld because they're going to put him on trial. And they're like, hey, guys, uh, this guy, we're going to kill somebody. And they're like, well, you need to bring him back because we fucking want to kill him too. And then, of course, the twin dude is like, but I would also like to kill him. And they're like, tough titty, you're going to have to let the law take its <laughs> fucking, fucking course, line. okay? So they decide that they will deliver Croden back to his people. And they're like, Odo, why don't you uh, take him for a spin in the roundabout or whatever the fuck they're called. Is they called Roundabout? What are they called? Runabout. Thank you, Runabout. I, no, I knew it wasn't Roundabout, but I couldn't think of what they were called. So Odo's like, yeah, I'll do that. And uh, so they do. And this guy is like, huh, I can still show you where it is. I know exactly where we're going. And Odo's like, okay. And they go. Is this where they go and pass through the vortex? Well, no, they go into the vortex because they're being, they're being chased by, by the twin. But that's afterwards, isn't it? No, that's no. It's during. Oh, yeah, so they, that go, was they go to the vortex to escape. Yeah, that right. was the impetus, because Odo wasn't All right, go but then they place. blow him up in the vortex, right? Yeah, but that's only later. Spoiler. So anyway, <laughs> they land on the asteroid, and Croden, like, fucking books it away, and Odo then finds out that he has been made a fool, and he's like, you son of a bitch, was any of it true? And Croden's like, nah, I lied. He can be any shape he wants, mostly But a I got a girl in a box. Yeah, my daughter is here. Here's my daughter, isn't she great? And Odo's like, oh, family, I'm alone, it sucks. Croden's like, you know, take my daughter, take care of her, etc. And Odo's like, mm, okay. <clears throat> so they leave, and fucking twin boy is there again. And they're like, all right, we're gonna fuck him once and for all. So they blow him up in the vortex with, like, I don't even know what. They, it's like, the old, ignite some shit. Yeah, it's they the dump some plasma the thing. Plasma, yeah. Like, blow him up. Maneuver. And they kill him. And when they come out of the vortex, there's Deus Ex Vulcan. Vulcan. Will that actually be Vulcan Ex Machina? Yes. Okay. There's some Vulcan Ex Machina who are like, hey, we heard an explosion in there. <laughs> uh, everything okay? And Odo's like, yeah, but um, could you take these two passengers, though, and take them to Vulcan? And they were like, sure. And then he offloads them. And they're like, oh, thanks, Changeling. I hope you find your people. <laughs> Here's a key. And they leave. The yeah. end. Right? Yeah, sort of. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the unspoken ending is that certainly the Vulcan lady does the logical thing and returns into his home world to be murdered. <laughs> yeah. She said she'd give him passage to Vulcan. I have no reason. They don't lie, Ames. Yeah, but then once, once he gets on the ship and she's like, wait a minute, why do you need to go to Vulcan? He's like, oh, because I'm, I'm outrunning my planet that wants me dead. Surely you wouldn't I'm... actually say that, though. He basically he, said it to Odo. Yeah, but he lies a lot to yeah. kind of everybody. He's a big crook. Yeah, so a couple things here. For one, Quark, kind of a bastard. Definitely an accessory to murder. In fact, you know, he's Did just... Did they set... intend to murder them, though? I mean, he's... Well, sure, but if you if you kill somebody in the course of a robbery, that's still murder. He was going to say he didn't intend it, but is he, it, he did arm him. Is it murder when they're pirates? I think it's still murder. I think Odo would see it as murder. Odo oh, sees most things as murder. That's yeah, true. Odo sees, like, you know, loitering as murder. But I like, you know, so like, it, it turns out when they were giving out jobs to changelings, like, Odo got a good one. So, yeah. like, you get to be a cop, you get to be a key. And you, yeah. have, and you have to live well, in a locket. The thing that I fucking loved about that is when Julian is like, oh, well, technically this could be one of your distant cousins. And then fucking at the end, Odo's like... All right, cuz, sometime, someday we'll find the family reunion. <laughs> Whatever. And it's like, dude, really? I don't feel like... Uh, 
I feel like if I was Odo, I'd be offended by someone saying that a rock could be my. If I was Odo, I probably would have. I probably would have tried putting that in my butthole. Um, but she. You say that like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. What could it be? The key to let's find out. Slowly oh, morphing God. into Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> no <laughs> respect. Don't make me laugh, dude. I I have a wicked cold. Now, um, try to keep it together so Chris doesn't have to listen to me hacking my brains out in this recording. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of an episode, I guess. It yeah, it was, sure it was. was. There. Well, it's like Aim said. It's just it's convoluted. It's convoluted as hell. It's like it just felt like there was like just ever so slightly too much. And this fucking Croden dude. I don't know. Yeah, he I mean, has he's like a... some kind of Okono syndrome somehow. Yeah, he's supposed to... he's specifically supposed to be like this very very untrustworthy guy. But when we first see him and he comes into like Quark's deal with a gun and he's acting all like nervous and yeah. weird, yeah. and then later he's like smooth talking the fuck out of Odo. He just seemed very what? pathetic. Which one is the act? Yeah, yeah, both he... of them. Both of them more than he, likely. He actually reminded me a lot of Barkley. What was mm. the crime he supposedly did on his homeworld? They never said. They just said he was an enemy of the people. So, like, probably some kind of treasony thing. Which, admittedly, like, in Star Trek... If their people suck. Yeah, that means there's some kind of yeah, that's oppressive... A, one of my notes is, like, I'd love to be an enemy. They seem like assholes. Mm. And thing, whenever a Star Trek person is like, this man is an enemy of the people, it's like, oh, you're from a bad government. Okay. <laughs> you're yeah. one of those. Like, that's what always happens. No one is ever an enemy of the people in Star Trek. And, you know, if, if it's against, uh, like, if they've actually committed crimes, they are not referred to as an enemy of the people. Yeah, I right. feel like you just call them a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Odo just releasing, like, o- Odo's got some morally questionable uh, judgments in this episode, right? You know, like, he, for someone who's supposedly all about law and order, you know. Dum, dum. Nice. That was great. Thank uh, you. He, you know, he... Contributes to killing, you know, the entire crew of the the brothership. Even though, you know, they were chasing them down. They were, yeah, they were trying to kill themselves. Fans. Sure. Also, they're pirates. But um, here's the thing: when another criminal kills a pirate, it's murder. When a policeman kills a pirate, it's justice. Ah. But you know, then he lets these actual criminal, well, this actual criminal go for no reason, really, other than he had a nice necklace. Yeah, really. He like gave him hope of something he never really expressed any nice interest ne- in before. And he was manipulating Odo the whole time. He has a nice necklace and a daughter. Yeah, which... yeah clearly he got him. And right. Odo likes kids. That we come, we come to learn. He's like, oh yeah, kids. I I enjoy that they exist. Like they tried to make uh, it's the one thing about him that's not perfect, yeah, likable. Like but I did not find him terribly likable. Odo, no, Croden. Croden. I feel like even the thing with the daughter feels like. I I, won, I, I feel like, like it's not really his daughter. I feel oh like God. it's his girlfriend. Yeah. Or even just, yeah, like, yes. I just, I was waiting, like, I just don't, the turn at the end just felt a little, it was too saccharine. Yeah, did Odo do any verification to see if this, like, wasn't a human trafficking type of, uh... Oh, oh no. no! But, yeah, like, I didn't... Yeah, do a DNA test. Yikes. Even if it had just been, like... I you are know. not the father. You're under arrest. <laughs> Even if it was just something that proved... Star Trek Mori Povich? <laughs> proved his innocence without it being a daughter. Like, it was just all too tidy. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know what it could have been, but that was just like, really? We're doing this? But not that, huh? Like, yeah. it just, it felt, it felt completely out of... Left field? Sync, I guess. Mm-hmm. Out of left field for the rest of the episode. Like... 
even if it was just like a little sull of rebels who were explaining like, yes, our government is horrible and corrupt and this man had done nothing until they slaughtered his family. Like, just suddenly, nope, here's a kid for reasons. It felt like they couldn't figure out a good enough device to let Odo let him go, so they just went with the obvious lazy thing. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, I looked up well, for he him. Also, he also saved Odo. So That's there was, true. So was that. He, he did show sympathy when Odo was knocked out. Yeah. And I don't know why when Odo was knocked out he didn't revert to his goo phase. Yeah, I was thinking that. Which he wouldn't be able to pick up. It would yeah. just slip right through his fingers. Well, like, yeah, why would Odo get knocked out? It's yeah. not like he has a brain. Like, like, what's, what, did he get a concussion? Well, specifically... The, the physics of Odo do not Yeah. Work. Is, said when it, he's in human form, does he just have human organs? Eek. Eek. I know that I, I read that they they have a they have the best MacGuffin that I've ever read for why Odo can be a glass. Oh, because you know when he's a glass, Rom brings him in, you know, and it's like, oh well, there were four glasses for three people, you idiot, fucking Rom. But Rom you know, can't was, fucking count. Nog but, can't my, read. I say my my note was see if your dumbass had gone to school, you'd have known something was wrong. Yeah, so he brings he brings the glasses in and doesn't notice that it's different, which means the weight is the same as a normal glass. I was asking about what Odo weighed. Remember, but, I just asked later, you this. Later in the episode, Croden picks up Odo and says, oh, you're heavier than you look. Mm. And the way that uh, writers have talked this away is that, quote, Odo's changing mass is him shunting a portion of himself into subspace. <laughs> End quote. Mm, uh-huh. Okay. Because Odo exists, exists in more dimensions than you know. Oh, it's just mad. It's just fucking alien magic. Yeah, he's magic. just fucking mad. You know what? That is way less stupid than some shit I have seen people use. Like what? Like what? So, I remember when I read this, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? X-Men, right? Okay. You know Cyclops? Mm-hmm. Cyclops. You know how it's like he shoots crazy shit from his eyes? Yeah. No, he doesn't. Go on. His eyes are a doorway to a dimension that is nothing but that Ugh. red hell energy. Stop, but wait, lasers, don't. He's... I like that. <laughs> Why? It's Because it's, it's... Occam's razor. Interesting. It's different. It's very different. O- Occam's razor. He somehow shoots lasers from his eyes versus <laughs> there is a dimension that is nothing but lasers. And this man's <laughs> eyes are a doorway to that laser dimension. Well, you know, when, you know, I know you're an actor, so you've probably heard this before. The eyes are the oh, gateway to the laser dimension. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I mean, the, I'll admit, the laser dimension sounds like the most... 80s kids show ever. So I was going to say it sounds like an 80s club, but yes, an 80s show. So yeah, like the idea of Odo being able to shunt parts of himself to subspace and his being existing in multiple planes simultaneously, you know what? Why not? Mm -hmm. Makes more sense than a dimension made of lasers. Here's here's another Odo question in terms of, you know, what are the physics of Odo? They're trying to figure out how to get Crodon out of there without the Mirador guys (laughs) seeing him saying, haha, murder, mm. and then stabbing the fuck out of him. Mm. Can Odo turn himself into a skin that goes over somebody else that could hide the person? Ugh, that would be so gross. I mean, yes, I suppose yes, but ugh, I wouldn't, I'd be like, I thought these things smelled bad on the outside. I can imagine like Odo going, okay, I'm, I'm gonna help you escape. Okay, what's the plan? I need you inside me. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, whatever you say, boss. I mean, really, the answer was he should have arrested all the other Miradorn people mm. because they were conspiring to murder. Yeah, yeah. Why and didn't like, he just lock them up? And there's plenty of evidence that they were, you know, thieves and they stole the Fabergé egg. Like, there's yeah. there was definitely pretense to lock them up. No, my my other my other option in, in, when um when they go into Quark's and they're like, where is he? Where is he? And they're roughing Quark up, which I'm into. Mm. It was Quark should have locked it, locked them in one of his holodecks and made it into like some kind of a maze program that they could never get out of. He should have had them play the game from the from they, the come he, move along home. He uh, should have had them do what the, what they did in Jason X. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What Which happened a, in Jason X? It's a whole, okay, Jason X is a horrible, horrible horror movie. Well, yeah, Jason it's a Friday the Thirteenth. It takes movie, place right? in the future yeah. because they've cryo frozen Jason to get him out of everyone's hair. But then he he's woken up. Why and, would you freeze him and not just kill him? Because he doesn't die. He can't die. be killed. It's he Jason. can't be killed. He's got regenerated. He's Wolverine, but evil. Listen, I don't know. I first of all, I've never seen the original, but I always this is just... the only of the Jason series that I've yeah. seen. I don't know why they couldn't just like. Put dynamite in his brain. But or it something. wasn't even him in the first one. It was his mom. Yeah, that's uh, true. But she sure. like corrupted him. But, it made it made him uncomfortable. But I thought but he anyway. was dead. I thought he was dead, and that's why she was doing it. No, he's undead. Yikes! So what in this movie, fuck? in this movie, he's in stupid, he's in the future on a space. Sounds ship, like it. And they put him in a holodeck, or the the movie's equivalent of a holodeck. And they play a program that's basically oh, yeah. that's basically one of the earlier Jason movies, and he gets to kill a bunch of campers to keep him busy while the rest of them try to escape. And it's brilliant. Huh. Yeah. And they should have done that with the Miradorn guy, or like yeah. put him put him in one of those um. Whatever they put Moriarty at that time. Oh, oh the little, yeah. Little pocket dimension. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what they should do with Jason, maybe, not with uh, yeah. these I'll say this of Jason X. It's a terrible, terrible movie, but at least it's self-aware that it knows it's a terrible, terrible movie, and it oh, has yeah. fun with it. Which it's I, like. very I thought you were going to say it's a terrible, terrible movie, but at least it's awful. Like That's sort of what it sounded like you were going to say. <laughs> Speaking what does that even mean? of terrible movies, yes. uh-huh. I thought I recognized Croton. I did not. Oh. But Who in looking him up, I, I don't know. But in looking him up, I found out he was Brad Majors in Shock Treatment. I don't know what that is. Brad, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shock Treatment is the sequel to Rocky Horror, right? Yep. Basically, and Brad Majors is Brad of Brad and Janet. Yeah, basically after... I didn't know there was a sequel. It's though. awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the basically, first movie isn't great. Well, the no, first it, movie is terrible. The problem is like... So the first one is what it is, but then it got this huge cult following. Yeah. And the guy that had created it, who was also the guy that played the weird, like, hunchback. Yeah, he was, um... Riff Raff? Riff Raff. Yeah. Riff Raff yeah. is the best part! He's the creator. Ah! And he was like... he got the good role. Just we, like... So he was like, ah! Well, this has taken off. Time to try to make lightning strike twice! So he wrote a, a, this whole new story about Brad and Janet, and... It's a whole new original thing, and by all accounts, it's fucking horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and yeah, this guy was Brad, because original Brad was like, I'm good. Well, oh, but I mean... Wasn't original Brad Barry Boswick? Something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. But also, like, original Brad was probably not original Brad on Broadway or whatever. Was he? I, I mean... I don't know. I don't... I, I don't know. Original movie Brad, I guess. Yeah, yeah this, and that's it. This thing was written as a... I think... Oh, so is it actually a movie? Yeah, the Rocky, I didn't realize. The Rock, Rocky no, was, no, 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 no. Oh. I know that. I'm. 
Yeah, I know that. Like, what? No, I didn't realize Shock Treatment was a movie. I thought it was just a show. No, no, it was written as a movie explicitly. Oh, I didn't realize yep. that. I have the soundtrack. Ooh. It's awful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, that's right, because you're talking about on awful, and I was looking at my notes. Yeah. Like, oh, right. He was he was second Brad. It's like being other Darren. Oof. I don't know if that's better or worse, honestly. I'd have to really worse. think about it. Uh, I tried I tried to watch a movie this week. I didn't end up finding it. A movie called, uh, a 1953 movie called The Naked Spur, which was written by the guy that wrote the teleplay of this uh, episode, uh, Sam Rolfe, <laughs> because they looked him up specifically when they were like, we want to do something like The Naked Spur. We happen to know the writer of The Naked Spur because he also uh, did a lot of writing on The Man from UNCLE. Uncle. Oh, man. Uncle. Yeah, Man from Uncle. You say it in UNCLE or you yes. say Uncle? No, you say Uncle. Uncle. Okay, The Man from Uncle. They're like, yeah, we know him. Just bring him on and he'll, and he'll write something for us. So they did. Uh, he also wrote The Vengeance Factor, which was hot garbage. Wait, so they specifically wanted this guy and they brought him on and he wrote this? Yeah. Wait, what the fuck, dude? Which one's The Vengeance Factor? Uh, that's one with Utah, right? Oh, that one's... Okay. Garbage. I, I mean, the, the, the contrivance of, like, the computer somehow reconstructing her face was asinine. Yeah, and the fact that she was so thirsty for Riker. Yeah, well, that's always a bad idea. Yeah. But then he also died later this year. Later, the year that this came out, 93. Oh. Later, the year that this came out. Okay, Which I was going to say, God. Which is this he's... with Hungry for Riker? The Vengeance Factor? Which one? Is that an episode? That's a TNG episode? It was yeah. a TNG episode with a chick that was thirsty for Riker. The but alien oh, chick who was thirsty for Riker? Hmm? Yeah. An alien chick. Because she, she was like... Baby New Earth or whatever? No. No, was, no, no, no that was... Contact. Yeah. This is the one where the episode. woman, like, well, her yeah, family had been wiped out by this faction, and she underwent some experimental procedure yeah. to keep herself young, and her, like, touch would kill people, and... She was yeah. a hottie. It wasn't was a great... And Riker had to kill her. There was another old lady that was, like, yeah. mediating it. And they had, like, awkwardly put Patrick Stewart in a weird place so that he ends up just sitting there in the final scene <laughs> doing nothing <laughs> as everything implodes around him. Yeah. But that's not this episode. Well, that sounds memorable as fuck. It was terrible. It doesn't sound memorable. I don't this wasn't a very memorable episode either. Yeah, yeah no, it was wasn't. very forgettable. It's not Quark like is cute in it, but Quark yeah. is cute in everything. Yeah. I really like Quark. Quark yeah, and Odo are really. I, this episode is what... largely inoffensive. Yeah, I loved when yeah. Quark was worried about Odo. Mm, it was so too. clear. It was like, oh no, I wonder if the Miradorn guy is going to kill him. That would be sad. Not, like, sad enough to do anything about it. No, like, you know, but... message him and warn him or anything. Well, he was also, but... I think, more concerned that if the Mirador find out that I orchestrated the robbery, yeah. which they already strongly suspect, yeah. then I will be fucked as well. Yeah. Like, that was a, that was more, I think, Quark's concern. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, Quark loves Odo, but he loves himself more. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as I was saying, I, this episode is very, very forgettable. Yeah, it's, like, not it's not bad. Yeah, it's, just, like, it's just not. Yeah, and we're going to learn. And we're going to learn more about changelings because it turns out they're not a myth that this guy made up. They're going to be a thing that we're going to see more of. Well, they, like, really couldn't be, right? Like, he had to come from somewhere. Yeah, and they're, and, they're, and they're doing. They're trumping up his, his the mystery about his species a lot, mm. which That's just, fun. which just, you know, it leads to expectations that eventually there's going to be some significance to. It reminds me so much of how they did a lot of the data backstory stuff and how mm. you felt like you were being teased a lot. It's like, oh, Data's this mysterious robot we just found on a slab one day, but never actually checked the lab where we found him. Yeah. Idiots! And then, yeah, and, then, and then the mystery turns out to not be that mysterious. It's like, no, you were built by the guy that that you think you were built by. and Yeah, and he's kind of a weirdo. He was often wrong, it turns out. His solution to everything was build a robot at it. And then fuck it, possibly. Yeah. 
Fuck the robot. You really did you like fuck me. Lore? Is that why Lore is such an asshole? That's 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 why do you think the butt was left out when they had taken Lore apart? Oh dear. Uh, that makes me let very me give upset. Caitlin the yeah, let's that's yep, we're we good. Have to this get is, out all right, here. this sure has been an episode of a left thing. light engineer off Yo, and on soon. Wow, where is the off button? <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for joining us once again for a star to steer her by. Next week we're gonna do another episode and talk about some more episodes. That was redundant. Uh, we're gonna talk about battle lines and the storyteller. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can find a star to steer her by where all fine podcasts are sold, including. Don't look at Jake. Never look at Jake. The trick is to never look at Jake. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. I don't know, where the fuck you found us this time? Oh, and SoundCloud. I almost said SoundCloud because I got a cold. SoundCloud. Sound? You said sound. Sound. SoundCloud. It really is hard to say. I'm I've starting said, to feel a I've little sympathetic for, for Jake now. And uh, if you want to check us out elsewhere, um, you can find us on Facebook by searching A Star to Steer Her By, or you can follow, follow us on Tumblr and Twitter at SSHB Podcast. You can also visit sshbpodcast.com, which is our home on the web, but it's just a link to our Tumblr page right now, so whatever. But yeah, definitely check us out. Give us a rating or review. Give us a subscribe. Say hi on Facebook. You know, no, nobody else is, so we'll definitely get back to you. No, I mean, we have millions of fans, and uh, if you're lucky, we'll say hi. No, but really, this was a great show. Oh, don't forget about telling about our 152nd episode of Spectacular next week. Oh, yeah, next week is going to be the 152nd episode Spectacular, apparently. We're going to uh, be covering those two episodes you mentioned. It's yeah, gonna it's going to be amazing. Spectacular, all right. Wow. All right, this, uh, so I have been Caitlin. Me, Jake. This... What? This has been Chris. This is always Ames. If you want if you want to learn more about grasses of a thousand colors, hit Don't. me up, I can get you some info. Ah, reach out to Ames. Are you on the Twitter? No, I I don't use my personal account on the Twitter. Just just All go right. through the Facebook page. Right. The only two that tend to reply to it are me or her. That's true. Right now for cake. Woo! Cake! Finally my ice cream cake. Woo!